Back here on the Word with G28 and a half past the hour of 12 o'clock. Greg Laundrie here. You there. Happy to have you along this midday sports talk radio journey with me. It was not the ending to the 2021 season that the Chattanooga State softball Lady Tigers were hoping for, but they did have an opportunity to play for a national championship. They were one game away from getting to the Elite Eight. And nice enough to join us every single week has been the head coach of Chattanooga State's softball team, Lady Tigers, Blythe Golden. And she joins us one final time to talk a little bit about the ending of the season and put a cap on it. Blythe Golden is here with us. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing good. How about you? Not too bad. Uh, As I told you off the air, it's nice when you have a short week and we can start things on a Tuesday. I think we should just make this like a permanent thing. Absolutely. I'd love it. (laughs) Not bad to have that long weekend, especially during the summer or something along those lines. But Let's rewind time and let's go back to uh, the tournament because we talked to you on last Tuesday before you guys played your first game and obviously you guys had finished the tournament by the time we're talking today. Uh, Let's go back to that first game against San Jacinto or however they pronounce that that, that team. You guys lost 1-0 and I'm following along. I I didn't want to pay for the video so I'm following on with the game cast and whatnot and I saw it was a really close game. Sam Ryan pitched a hell of a game once again and uh, she allowed a single, then an RBI double or something like that. It scored the only run of the game. But in that seventh inning, you guys had a bit of an opportunity. And I, I saw a tweet from your Twitter account later in the day. It said something about base running errors kind of cost you guys in that game. Talk to me a little bit about what happened for you guys in game one. Well, we knew going into game one it was going to be a pitcher's duel. Uh, their pitcher and Sam had very similar uh, stat lines. So we kind of knew that we would expect something like that. So. Sam, I get obviously went out. She threw well enough to win. I mean, she threw a great game. And when you're in a 1-0 ball game, anytime you get a runner in scoring position, I mean, it's huge. And you got to capitalize. And I think the pitcher did just enough. I mean, she wasn't extremely overpowering with speed. But uh, she spun the ball really well and got the results that she needed. And there were, like, three different situations. We had a steal on, and we had a runner leave early. Mm. Then we had um, a runner on second with a deep fly to right with one out and um they said she left early on the tag up to third which was unfortunate because she could have literally jogged into third it was no rush on that um and that was that would have given us a runner on third i think with uh ashlyn up um in that situation and then we had uh a runner that ran on a line drive with two outs and Mm. they doubled doubled us out of the inning so it was just it was unfortunate, and I just told them, you know, in a game that's that tight in a 1-0 ball game where both pitchers are throwing well and we're really having to take advantage of every opportunity we get, you know, running ourselves out of innings three different times on the base path, I mean, that's just kind of a recipe for disaster there in a game that's that close. Yeah, that was tough. Um, you know, you got to, as you said, you got to take advantage of every single opportunity. Uh, do you think it was, you know, is that is has base running been something that you guys have kind of, you know, has been a little bit of a struggle for you guys, or you guys have been typically a pretty good base running team. Uh, and if if so, do you think it was just kind of the big tournament type jitters, you know, first game? We talked about it as a staff, and I mean, that's not something that we've mightily struggled with this year. And, you know, the kids that made those mistakes were three of our faster kids. And um, I just think it really was a little bit of the first game, big stage, a little bit of the jitters, um, especially on the leaving early, like on the steal and the tag up. Mm-hmm. It was me and Cam, and they're two of our fastest players. And I think 
you know, they were just trying to do the most and make sure they were doing the best they could for the team. But, you know, getting a little jumpy off the bags and things like that, I think just the, the moment and um, not being there before and uh, just kind of adding that little bit of extra pressure caused some of those mistakes. Again, Blythe Golden, our guest here on The Word with G. So you guys go into the loser's bracket. Obviously, that's a tough place to come out of, uh, and you go into game two and have to face Georgia military, and you, t- you guys took care of business. Uh, Sam spun it well, as she normally does, and the offense was nice to see that they got going. A couple of doubles, home run out of Ashland Highland, and a lot of people got involved offensively. So that must, that was a good rebound for you guys. Yeah, it was good, and I felt really good about that after you know coming back off that first loss. And I think everybody just settled in, and mm-hmm. we went to work like normal, and the energy was great, and they were locked in, they were ready. So it was nice to see, and I was like, okay, you know, obviously it's not where we want to be. We're gonna have to you know play a lot of games to get out of this and climb the ladder. But to see us click like that, and I said, you know, I told. Brandon, I said, you know, sometimes the team drops in the loser's bracket, starts getting a lot more games under the belt at that, and they get hot. I mean, you never know what could happen. So um, I was happy to see that, that game. Yeah, but then it's tough where you guys, as you told me off there, you played at 10 o'clock in the morning, and then you had another game. You had to wait all the way until 11 o'clock at night to start your second game of the day. You know, I, I just, I guess, what what was that like? You know, you talk about getting hot and playing well, and if you're going to put out that many runs and play that well, you probably don't want to wait that long. And, and you know, if you're going to wait that long, if you're going to start a game at 11 o'clock, why even start that game? To me, that was kind of mind-boggling when I was I was reading the recap and they were talking about how late the game started, then you and I were talking off the air. It just seems a little ridiculous in a tournament with this type of magnitude that, hey, look, I understand that we want to try to get as many games in as possible, but the level of play is going to is going to go down. And as we saw with Three River making seven errors, you guys making an error that cost some runs, it just was it just didn't seem like a great ball game and not something that you generally want to do in on such a big stage with a national tournament on the line or championship on the line. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree. I mean, it was a tough a tough day in general we knew we were going to play at eight so we had a plan in place as far as like what we were doing for lunch how we were resting when we were getting up because we were still waiting on the the loser of the game in front or the winner you know the loser of the game to figure out who we're going to play so we had plans to scout that and uh, we had a timeline for the day set up that we thought would be beneficial for the girls and then um we went ahead once the sun went down we went ahead and got to the field we went and grabbed dinner because I wanted them to just get out of the hotel room and we had to wait for the sun to go down because the Yuma sun oh my gosh um super hot not anything you want your kids to sit in all day so once we got back out there we watched uh, the ending of the game that we were going to face the loser of and got to see them a little bit and still had to wait for an entire other game so it was a challenge I mean we we sat out in one of the practice fields and the kids hit a bunch. And, and to be honest, I, I tip my cap to the kids because, I mean, they had excellent energy. I was really worried about what we were going to get, but they were geared up and they had great energy. And it was 11 o'clock at night, but they were ready to play. So I said, well, that's a good sign. And I just hope the Rivers isn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at this point. But, um, I mean, they did have great energy. It was a little sloppy. Uh, like I said, Dirty Rivers did make a uh, – quite a few errors and we were able to capitalize on those and I uh, do some things. They're a great hitting team. Um, so it was kind of the lead change happened like literally, I think four times throughout the game Yeah, and had a chance to go win it in the seventh and 
they scored, so we had to come back and try to fight to win it at the bottom of the seventh. And I uh, had an opportunity to. And um, it was just kind of unfortunate the way the game ended. Um, Ashlyn had a really hard shot to the third baseman. and She was struggling with it. We had a runner on second and third. So the Bree would have been the tying run. And then the third baseman realized she didn't have a play on Ashlyn, but Leverett was running oh. to third. So she tagged her out quickly oh. and before Bree could score. And that was the end of the game. So. It was unfortunate because they did they did fight hard and anytime we were down they answered it and we went back up and um, Sam kind of hit a wall there towards the end she yeah. had grown so good and we knew it was coming we just didn't know exactly when but um, she left it all out there Lauren Gillespie came in and threw really well for us there in the bottom and hit some nice change ups against their three and four hole hitters which were excellent hitters so um, it was a collective effort and again a game that we could have won and. You know, just didn't fall our way that night. But yeah, that's having tough. those two one-run losses were tough. Oh yeah. Uh, again, Blythe Golden hanging with us here talking Chattanooga State softball. Yeah, when you have uh, Leverett, who's one of your better players, and there was nobody on first, so she didn't have to go anywhere on that play. And again, you, I guess you start the day with base running errors, you end it with a base running error, which is just very unfortunate. But um, it all kind of, I guess, comes full circle. Just very unfortunate that that that's how it had to end. But um, you mentioned Sam. She hit a wall. She pitched all of those innings except for two-thirds of them at the end where Gillespie came in. Uh, what did you think of her performance You know, all the way through and how she held up and how she was on the big stage? I know we kind of talked about it last Tuesday about her kind of being built for this and having been on big stages before. How do you think she looked in terms of on this stage in, in general? She looked great. I mean, she she had composure the whole time. Her maturity was excellent. Um, and again, like she gave us an opportunity to win every game that we gave her the ball mm-hmm. and she threw well. And that's what we expected out of her. She was arguably one of the best pitchers in the tournament. No doubt. That's also kind of made it hurt a little worse. Um, because, you know, had that first game fallen our way, you know, Sanjak was able to make a good little run there into the semifinal or the quarterfinal. So, you know, I think we could have had and shared in some of that success as well and had some similar success. So, um, but Sam, I mean, she was exactly what we expected out of her, and she threw excellent. And you know, even in tight situations, lead changes, you know, a zero-zero ball game, you know, she just executed like normal. And when you look back on this season, what what are some things that are going to stand out for you uh, about this team? Obviously, it was one of the most talented teams that you've ever had. You told me, and it was a you know, it, fin- it didn't finish up the way you wanted it to, but a really talented team and. When you look back on this season as you're doing exit interviews today, what is some of the things that you kind of reflect on with this with this group? I just think overall, I mean, this team is really special, and I've said that all year. I mean, they were such a fun group to coach, and they really celebrated each other's success, and they got along really well. And So that's always, like, it makes things so, so nice as a coach to be able to just go out there and enjoy coaching a group that really supports each other. And I think – that more so than anything, and then, you know, for the first time, we had three kids that have been with us for three years with Bree, Ash, and Haley, and uh, really just embodied what our program stands for, and to see them kind of have their careers end, uh, along with all of a lot of our other sophomores that could have stayed another year due to COVID, um, we lost a huge group, and uh, we knew that, and there were, you know, girls that really contributed and poured their heart and soul into our program, so... That was that was tough, and I think it was just you know losing those players and the relationships that we've been able to build with them was really hard, and just knowing how talented they were and you know what kind of team we had, it was um, it was special. And they went through a lot. I mean, they went through you know the COVID 
stuff, the testing every week, their schedule getting condensed. I mean, they faced a lot of challenges all year long, but they answered them. They're resilient, and um, they just had a lot of fun in the game. So it was it was just a pleasure, honestly. Talking Chattanooga State softball one final time for the season with the head coach, Blythe Golden. All right, so you mentioned the three players that you guys had with, with that are three years, which were Bree Vincent, Ashlyn Holland, and uh, Haley as well, Haley Smith. Who are some of the other girls that you're losing this year that you're going to have to replace that obviously were big parts of your team? Um, I would say the other one would be Savannah Talley. I mean, Talley caught for us the majority of the time this year, and um, she's going to be moving on. Um, I think we have everybody else. I think our outfield pretty solid. Um, Megan Ackerman's moving on. She's going to Maryville College, going to be pitching and probably playing the field a lot for them. Tally's moving on. Bree's going to Lee University. Um, Haley and Ashlyn are kind of starting their careers. They're not playing ball anymore. And Tally, so I would say that's our our two, four, five, six you know, in our lineup right there, a big bulk, yeah. especially those four kids that contributed a lot every, every day. So they'll be, they'll be tough to replace for sure. Now you have a lot of freshmen on the team. Tell me, give us a couple of names that you're expecting to kind of step up and step into those role roles uh, that maybe there's some of the void that's left by some of those players that are leaving with the girls that are on your roster. Or if, I don't know if you can tell us about some of the girls that you have coming in that you've recruited or not, but if you can, great. If not, understandable. Yeah, I think um, just in, as in general, I can say for our freshman class coming in, uh, we have, I think, 12 or 13 kids coming in that class. It's a large class again. and uh, Some really strong bats. Uh, we think we found a catching option that will replace Tally. Uh, the swings is a left-handed bat that's really powerful that's going to do a great job for us. And we have some really talented kids that are kind of utility that can swing it, play middle infield, outfield. Some can catch also. So I think as a group, that class is really strong. We have some good pitching uh, coming in as well. So that's going to be nice to have. Uh, and as far as our freshmen coming back, I mean, I think every freshman that got some opportunities to play this year with Cam Cernuda, Mia Apple, Taylor Penning, uh, Savannah Thomas is actually was in our DP spot a lot there at the end of the year. She's going to come back for an extra year. Um, you know, we had Caitlin Leverett, like we had a lot of freshmen contribute, uh, this year, all year. And, um, a couple, especially at the top of the lineup. So having them back with that experience, having them be able to go to Yuma and be in a national tournament environment, I think will pay huge dividends to our team moving forward because they have that experience and they get to play in those games. Um, but I would look for us to have a really strong team uh, next year with those guys coming back and then also having a, a strong freshman class coming in with them. All right, here's my last one for you, then I'll let you get back to those exit interviews, I promise. But, and you've always been very generous with your time, so I appreciate that. But um, what is the, what's the plan off-season-wise after you do the exit interviews? Is there any more kind of scouting, recruiting, you going out to do any, anything, or is it just like, hey, look, I get a chance to have a little bit of downtime, and if you do, are there any vacations planned for Coach? There's definitely vacations planned, you know that. <laughs> That's a must. You got to rewind yep. a little, wind down a little bit. But um, you know, we'll be out all summer trying to work on our 22, 23 class and start solidifying some of those players. And so we'll definitely be out at those tournaments and um, getting those visits in and getting the kids on campus and really trying to solidify what's going on there. Um, our kids that are coming back will, you know, be doing their off-season stuff with working out and. Some of them will be playing, some won't, so they'll have to work on getting their 
opportunity to do better and practice and play throughout the summer so they're prepared coming in. And, um, yeah, I think I'm going to do a little family beach trip and possibly go to Aruba in early August. So that's my go-to every summer. Very nice. That's that's definitely <laughs> worst places that you could go for a vacation. But, <laughs> Coach, I, I appreciate all the time you give us every single week. And uh, it's been fun getting a chance to know you, know your program a little bit, and, and shining light on you guys and, and allowing the community and the listeners to, to learn a little bit more about you as well. So I appreciate the time. Congratulations on a really good season. Unfortunately, didn't didn't end the way we wanted it to. We were, you know, hoping for a national championship, as I know you guys always are. And uh, the, the bar is set high, and I'm sure you guys are going to reset and reload for uh, 2022. So thank you so much, and uh, have a great off season. I'm sure we'll be talking at some point. That sounds great. And again, thank you so much for the coverage. I know our players and our families really appreciated it, and we'd love to get the community more involved and get them out here to see our girls in action. Absolutely, great program, great girls, and. Uh, Great coaching staff as well, Coach. Thanks so much. Enjoy the offseason. We'll talk soon, all right? Sounds great. Thank you. All right. There she goes. Blythe Golden right here on The Word with G.